Hello, welcome to episode 23 of Mooncast. So, um, there's been a lot of uh, positive stuff coming out about the podcast recently. So, what I thought I would do to try and keep some regular content going is I'm going to do a whole series of shorter podcasts. Just be me talking, I'm afraid. Um, you know, with you know, I'm recording this at the end of um, April 2020. With the coronavirus still going as it is, um, I could do some uh, podcasts over the phone using Skype like I have done before, but they, they don't sound very good often. Oh, excuse me. And it can be quite difficult to get people on the line. So I thought I'd do some individual ones. They're going to be shorter because it'll just be me talking. But what I'm going to do in these is I'm going to pick a troop box and just talk about the three characters in the troop box. Obviously talking about a bit of the models, a bit about... Um, how they play, go through the cards, and then talk about how they link with other characters. Um, and I'm going to do humans, because we haven't done humans on the podcast yet. We've done goblins, fairies, gnomes, we've done fawns, we've done Leshevolt, we've done all the other characters, really, apart from humans. So that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to do it troop box by troop box. So this one is going to be about the troop box, the barony. Um, probably some of the most used miniatures in the game, I would think mainly because they come in the starter set. Um, probably the least sold troop box because they come in the starter set. But um, but yeah, um, so that's Spanwell Fancy Hat, Flintlock and Eric the Squire. Um, so I'll talk about each one. I've got all my cards out in front of me when I'm, when I'm recording this at my table uh, and I've tried to put cards together that link with certain characters better and then some that I just don't think link at all. Um, so I've got all the Commonwealth cards out. Uh, humans, Leshevolt, Commonwealth mixes, etc., and gnomes as well. Talk about who links with who, if they have links, if they don't have links, um, and we'll go from there. So I'll start. I'll start with the big guy in the middle with Baron von Fancy Hat, one of the poster boys, really, of Moonstone. Certainly at the beginning, he's on the front cover of the of the hardback rulebook. Um, he was part of a Kickstarter, just him and the Fire Spitter, I believe, was the first Moonstone Kickstarter before the main. Game was, was released to Kickstarter. I didn't back that one, unfortunately. But sad about really. Um, but I'd obviously have the model anyway. But um, so I started playing with them when they came. When I got the first Kickstarter with the main game. Um, so I'll, I will quickly run through his card just in case anyone hasn't seen him before, which would be unlikely. But we'll go anyway. So he's a human and a noble, melee five. So he's a high melee, very high melee actually. Range 2, which is good. Arcane 3. Plate armor, so he reduces all non-magical damage. Minus 2. Got a long sword, so slicing and piercing is plus 1. So got Rallying Cry, which is 0 cost. 8-inch pulse. All other friendly humans within the pulse restore the energy up to the number of dots currently on their health bar. And we'll talk about that one in a minute. Reload pistol and shoot pistol. Shoot pistol is X plus 1 impact to range 8. And then his signature, which is on a falling swing... It does standard falling swing damage, I believe. Um, I should have got that actually to check. Um, I suppose I'm fine, I'll talk about it. But the special thing about this one is he has a counter on a falling swing, a thrust, and a sweeping cut. So not only does he do damage by playing that falling swing, um, he can then hit you back. So I've got the card out now. So he does slightly less damage against a sweeping cut, but he does damage against a thrust, which you wouldn't normally do with a falling swing. But he also gets to counter, which is brutal actually, because if you've, he could be really, really brutal with it. So if they play, for example, um, if they play a falling swing, 
and you play a falling swing, I'll do one damage because it's slicing. If I then countered with, say, two thrusts, um, he'd deal another five damage. So it'd be six damage in one go. Um, and the scary thing you can do with it, if they play a thrust, for example, or a sweeping cut. Yeah, they play a sweeping cut, for example, which um, you would suffer two damage, but with his armor, it wouldn't matter. He can then counter multiple times. So you can play a falling swing, do two damage plus one for slicing, do it again, two damage plus one for slicing, do it again, plus one, plus two damage plus one for slicing. So you don't have to play all three at the same time. You don't necessarily want that critical hit if you can keep countering with the card over and over again. Because you're still playing against their sweeping cut. And sometimes there's that reason to play more than not, not play it as a critical hit, play it as individual hits because you get the plus one for slicing over and over again. Just worth remembering that one. And he can do a hot, horrific amount of damage. Um, he's very, very good in combat of death. That's what he's all about. And the pistol, just a little fun, fun extra thing that he can do. Tend to find with his pistol, I might shoot it in turn one, or if I don't think I'm going to get in combat turn two, shoot it. But don't bother reloading. Um, he's, he's not necessarily going to have the energy to reload anyway. And once you fire his pistol, he can then he hopefully he's going to be close enough next turn to get in there and hit something with his big sword. Can't quite drink a tea. Um. So I'll quickly, I don't know, I'm not sure how to do this really. Um, so that's fancy. What I think I'll do is I think I'll go through the individuals briefly first, their cards and what's good about them, and then I'll talk about how they link with other with other characters. So I'll I'll link to Eric next, which is a logical link because he's Eric the Squire and he's Fancy Hat Squire. Um, and actually, you'd be fairly mad not to take Eric with Fancy Hat. You'd be you'd be pretty mad because of what he can do. So he's melee three, fairly sort of standard, range one, arcane three, evade minus one, which is always a bit of a bonus, so he's hard to hit. Um, now he, but he's got some great abilities for supporting both Fancy Hat and Flintlock. Um, <clears throat> so he's got Squire, other friendly soldiers within Fortnite's gain plus one melee, friendly nobles get plus two melee, so that puts Fancy Hat at a starting melee of seven. If he's going in, if he's the attacker, he's melee nine, which is mental, <laughs> really. Um, and that's very, very easy to just get him at nine, nine cards, which is, I believe, half the deck. deck. Yeah, half the deck. He gets half the deck. 18 cards. Uh, yeah, six cards. Yeah. <laughs> um, leather jerkin, so slicing and piercing, which is my minus one, which is pretty good. So basically against thrust and sweeping cut, he's always going to be minus one. The other ones, you could choose impact, I think. The rising attack. No, impact. no it does. Um, which one doesn't have impact? Oh yeah, that's fine. So yeah, against rising attack and falling swing, he'll still take impact damage. You choose that, but it's also good if someone's got pluses to, to slicing and piercing where they might choose it. Then he could take less damage as well. My hero is his active ability. Cost two, range four. Target soldier gains one energy. Target noble gains two. So basically, he can give fancy hat two energy, um, which you do most turns. Because his only other ability is Field Medic. Target Soldier or Noble restores X wounds. It only costs one. So hopefully, if you've suffered a lot of wounds, you may be doing Field Medic multiple times on, on Fancy Hat or Flintlock or whoever else you've got in your in your troop. But hopefully you're going to be able to do My Hero and then one Field Medic. Um, so he can heal a few wounds on someone, but also give Fancy Hat um, two energy. Which puts Fancy Hat on four. Which means that he can... 
jog and then maybe spend if he needs to spend energy on steps to get into combat to be able to hit people or spend energy on here we go it's called here we go can't what the names are from now to get extra cards in melee so he's 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 pretty essential with fantasy hat really one of the ways to kind of minimize the risk that fantasy hat poses um with his with his melee is to try and kill eric first because eric makes him so much better if you can kill eric first um then, then you can be on to a bit of a winner because Fancy Hat's effectiveness does drop. Not completely, he's still fairly scary, but his effectiveness does drop if you kill Eric. Now his um, signature is on low guard. Now it doesn't do any damage, obviously. Um, but this is the interesting thing, and this is what you've got to be a bit careful about if you try and kill Eric in combat. And he is within four inches of Fancy Hat still, which you want to keep him in four inches because all, all his stuff is four inch range. Um the end step is if this model is still alive, swap positions of this model and a friendly model within four. So if you've gone into combat with Eric, haven't killed him, and he plays a low guard, suddenly you're now facing fancy hat in combat with Eric within four inches. <laughs> Which means you're now facing a fancy hat on seven melee. So that's the good thing about Eric, is he is harder to hit um, with Arcane, because he's minus one, sticking behind cover, suddenly he's minus three, or minus two. So it's harder to hit with Arcane. He's still got seven health. He's not even that weak. Um, Fancy has got seven as well. I've got to mention that. Um, so Eric is actually can be fairly hard to kill. It depends. Ideally, you want to push him if you can out of four inches of another model. So if he does play as low guard, he can't. He can't really escape. Um, I'll go on because Eric's Eric's great with so many different builds and things. Not just Fancy Hat, but I'll get onto that in a bit. I'll come to the third character first. I'll my last sip of tea. Which is um, Flintlock. Um, so it's pretty obvious with Flintlock by both the name and the model that his main thing is this massive rifle that he's got. We'll go through the rest of his cards. He's got Melee 3, which isn't shoddy by any stretch of the imagination. The Melee 3 is not bad. Range 1, Arcane 3. He's got a dagger, so plus 1 piercing, which we'll come back to in a minute. Reload as normal, cost two to reload. Take now. This is something that was added on later on. Um, he's got the ability called Take Aim, and improves his arcane by one to the end of the turn. Now, the reason that one of the main reasons this has been done is because it was noticed that in the starter set, uh, when you're facing against goblins and they've got Beaky, Grub, Vicious Midget, and Doug, there's not a lot of great targets for him with his gun because most of them are minus one. Um, and uh, so it was noticed that actually he wasn't as effective in that starter set. He was given take aim to make, to make him more effective. Um, he's got lookout. Target friendly characters evade status reduced by minus one. So that's particularly good with Fancy Hat because one of Fancy Hat's biggest risks in terms of him being hurt is fairies pretty much. But arcane damage does magical damage, which is what fairies do a lot of. And there are obviously others, but... He, he really does suffer with magical damage because he's only got 7 health. His armor doesn't work. Um, so if you can reduce his um, evade with Flintlock, that can be great. And Lookout is not once per turn either. Well, it's not take aim, obviously, is. But, um, so if you're facing fairies, one of the things you could do, because actually Flintlock against fairies still isn't that great because they're minus 2. Um, you might want to just make your, your whole... You could put... Minus two on Fancy Hat, minus one on on Eric. Make sure Flintlock's somewhere safe, and suddenly 
Eric and Fancy Hat are both minus two. Behind cover, they're minus three, minus four. And even Fairy is going to struggle to hit them with that. So that can be really useful against um, high arcane builds. Um, but we'll get on to... Because obviously his gun is still great. So his shoot musket is range 12. Cost one, but obviously cost two to reload. Target cells X plus two impact damage. There's a lot of... It's potential um, five damage, which... Um, for fairies is some of them that, that, that's a dead fairy um, or a very very hurt fairy so obviously his main thing is his, is his gun and most of the time he probably wouldn't take flintlock I probably wouldn't take flintlock against fairies most of the time because he is going to struggle to hit them depends what else they bought if they bought boulder or gotchkart for example which are some good targets for them then then I might I might still bring him because he's then got a nice juicy target to fire at so his signature is on high guard no damage, reduces damage suffered by minus one, and then he can move two inches. So both him and Eric have got good defensive um, signature moves, so he can get out of combat, generally speaking, if he can move two inches. And the interesting thing with him is, is that because he's got a dagger, plus one piercing damage, um, you've got to be a little bit careful when you attack him, because you never, you never know. He might just get a couple of thrusts in, and suddenly you've suffered five wounds. You know, or... or you know, he can be, he can be scary. So you've got to be a little bit careful with him in combat. He's not terrible in combat. Kind of reminds me a bit of Graddock. That Graddock, you, you think he's not going to be great in combat, but actually he's not as bad as you think. Um, so it, it is worth remembering that. Um, obviously, if, you, if you're facing him and you've got someone with a two-inch melee, then he's going to go down very swiftly. But, yes, that's the individuals. I've talked a little bit about how they work together. So, fancy, oh, one thing I didn't mention, actually, was I meant to come back, I was going back to you, so... I've gone over a little bit about how they can, how Flintlock and Eric can support Fancy Hat and support each other, but not how Fancy Hat can support those two. And it comes down to, really, is his rallying cry ability. Cost zero, which is great, once per game. Energy on other friendly humans within the pulse is restored up to their number on the blue dots. 18-inch pulse as well. Now, the simplest way to use this ability is turn one. And what you do is you... you it's funny humans, so Fancy Hat's not great with gnomes or any other non-human Commonwealth, to be honest, because he just isn't. Um, because many, many because of this ability. Now, the, the simplest way we've seen it used um, is turn one, like I said, and what you do is, is you don't activate ban. You try and activate a couple of people. Ideally, you want to go second if you can. Um. And what you do is you do a lot of reaction steps. So what I might do with Flintlock is their first activation, hopefully they'll do two or three different things. Three reaction steps of Flintlock. You have all his energy to get him three inches further up the board. Then hopefully then you might activate someone that you might activate Eric actually, move him up a little bit, do uh, my hero on Fancy Hat. Um you wanna you wouldn't want to do that if you were worried about being hit by hit back, because he's obviously your healer, um, unless you've got another healer, which I'll get on to later as well. Um and then you want to try and avoid activating essential people. You might activate um, if you've got Nassia down the side somewhere who's just trying to pick off a moonstone at the edge. Go and go and grab that with her because she's not going to be affected by it. But eventually you want to get to the point where you've pushed people up a bit. You activate Fancy Hat, move him, do Rally and Cry. They all get their energy back. A, it means you could then step people again to really push forwards because humans are probably one of the most devastating in combat. Um, but they've got like Fritz, for example. You might be pushing Fritz up inch by inch. You might be pushing up three inches. 
with reaction steps before you activate him, activate Fancy Hat, give him that energy back, and he can jog and do three more reaction steps. Suddenly, he's moved 10 inches up the board. That's without being given extra energy by Agatha, for example. So suddenly, beginning of turn two, Flint, uh, Fritz could be 12, 13 inches further up the board, which is terrifying because he's horrific and he's horrible in combat. That's really what you're doing. And what you can use it for is to get Flintlock into a better position. So you can do reaction steps with Flintlock to move him closer to the enemy. Because they might be able to think, oh, I can stay out of sort of 16, 17 inches of him. But if he's moved, if he's reacting step three inches up, suddenly he can jog and fire his gun and still reload with energy left over because Bound Van Fantas gives it back to him. Um, it's not as effective on characters that have already activated, but it does mean those characters have already activated if they've used their energy can then do reaction steps. So it can still be useful for that as well. Like I said, you, you can help push your whole troop up further by using the energy on reaction steps and then, you, then activating the Baron. Or like I said, activating them, he activates, does that, then they can still push up with more reaction steps afterwards. So you've got, it's really that game plan, thinking ahead, how high do you want your troop to go? Where are the Moonstones? Do you want to be pushing right up? In which case you want to be doing this early turn one to get your troop right kind of in the middle of the board to be really be threatening your opponent. Um, yeah, so that's Rally and Cry, which I think is often overlooked. People, people look at it and go, well, it's not much good because they've already used it. Well, actually, how else can you use your energy? So now I'll look at um, other characters that go well with these. And I'm going to start with Fancy Hat, actually, again. So there's a few characters that he particularly likes being with. Uh, so apart from Eric, um, who you... you, you you really have to have Eric with Fancy Hat um, because he does two things for him. He gives him energy and makes his melee better, and it's a bit. And you can heal him, so he really is the, the Fancy Hat Klingon. But the other one that I'll usually play with Fancy Hat is Gotka because he can take his wounds for him. So then you've got a Fancy Hat who's got more energy, better in melee, and it's really hard to kill. So uh, I won't bother going. I'm not going to go through Gotka's card. I'm not going to go through any of the other cards or any other people, people uh, characters that I mention. But he's really good because he can take the wounds for Fancy Hat. And you can kind of almost base your troop a lot around Fancy Hat. Um, he can just be this horrendous threat in the middle of the board, which is virtually unkillable because you can just heal everyone around them. He can't die. So if you're facing that, I would still say try and target Eric. You want to try and kill Eric still. And then there's no point in targeting Fancy Hat if Gotchka is within range. You want to try and target Gotchka, get rid of him, then you can target Fancy Hat. So you've got, you've got to try and avoid, you've got to do a lot of jiggly pokery to avoid Fancy Hat while trying to take out the other two. Now, if you really want to make Fancy Hat invincible, you put Brunhilde in as well. She's not as good, she's not quite as durable as Gotchka. She's got one less health and she hasn't got any armour. So she's not as durable as Goshka is, but she is still obviously great. She's still got 13 wounds. Um, so you can go for a, re- a really tough build. If you took, like, for example, Eric, Fancy Hat, Flintlock, Goshka, Brunhilde, then probably take another healer. So I'd probably stick Brother Daniel into that list. One, because he generates more energy, and he's a healer. Because um, that's, that's a very low energy build, because you've only got two on Goshka, Brunhilde, and Fancy Hat, but... Daniel can give one extra one every turn. So you know you've got another another energy pip to, to spend. So that's one way of making Fancy Hat virtually unkillable, to be honest. Which is great. 
Um, in terms of who else to put with Fancy Hat, really it's um, Fire Flavor is quite good. He's a healer. Quack, because he's a very good healer. Because um, Quack can heal. He's got Arcane 5, so he's got better on getting higher ability. But there's not much else that kind of naturally goes with Fancy Hat. Eric Gotchka, definitely too. And Daniel, actually, I think he's quite good with him. Because Daniel can also push him as well, as well as healing him. And if necessary, you can get him out of trouble with End is Nigh, or you, you then need someone else in there to give Daniel the extra energy, otherwise you can't do that, but that's something, that's something to consider. Um, another good one, actually, thinking about it, is Natty, um, because she likes to be in a crowd of people, and you've got a crowd there, because Bound, Run, Fancy Hat, Eric, and Gotchka are all going to be close together. She likes to be in a crowd, because it reduces her evade, and she can be the one picking up the Moonstones for you, because she's very hard to kill with um, Look of Innocence and Disappear in a Crowd. Um, she's very hard to kill. So she's a, she's an excellent Moonstone carrier in that build, um, along with Flintlock, actually. Um, so that, that's quite a good one with him. Um, obviously, the other humans are all good with him. So Fritz is useful, because Fritz can benefit from Rally and Cry. Kaufman. Kaufman's good in any human build, anyway. Kaufman's good in that build, anyway, actually. You, you can build quite a noble build with that. You could have Fancy Hat, Eric, Gotchka, Brunhilde, Kaufman... And probably a healer. I'd probably take Flavius, probably. have a, Or Agatha, potentially. That's not a healer, but she can give up more energy. And she can move people around it more. So then you can have... If you've got Agatha and Kaufman, you can have a, you can have a real board control with their, with their shenanigans. Um, plus extra energy as well. In fact, I'd, I'd be inclined to say that Agatha might be a more useful energy provider than Daniel. Just because... Well, Daniel's a more reliable energy provider... Because he just gives one every turn, um, but Agatha can get can give you more than one with drink your fill. So it's a, it's a swings and roundabouts really. Um, but the other ones, gnomes, none of them are great with Fancy Hat. To be honest, uh, not terrible. The gnomes are great, but they don't really link Fancy Hat because his things are all humans, and and most of theirs are gnome based. So the only one I picked up possibly was Loki because he can move them around a little bit, um, and he can put out verdant growth. To stop um, the, the to prevent the arcane is bad, so he can he can be a bit he can be quite useful, um, and actually he doesn't particularly need other gnomes around him necessarily. So Loki's one he could stick in there for a bit of variety as well, um, and obviously the, the airship is just good whatever. But um, yeah, not necessarily with anti hat, but it's about the whole build you make anyway. Um, so next. Is Eric. Now, obviously, talked a bit about how Eric can support Fancy Hat. He can support a lot of other people as well. So, he's obviously great with Kaufman. So, he can give the energy. So, if I look at the Squire bit, he can give Kaufman energy, he can give Young Jack energy, and he can give Joanna energy. Um, so, that's pretty good. Um, bearing in mind, he can only give it to one of them. So, you don't necessarily, you could take a very noble build. You could have Fancy Hat, Kaufman, Young Jack. I wouldn't take all four, but you could take one of those, three of those, um, of those four, Eric, and then Gotchka, and possibly probably another healer, because you're lacking a heal- another healer in there. Um, but if you did take Brunhilde, then then basically Gotchka and Brunhilde are your characters to take all the wounds for you, while the other ones do whatever they want to do. Um, 
But yeah, Eric is great with any noble, certainly. He's okay with soldiers because he can heal them, but the energy transfer is not as useful because he spends two to only give them one. So you really want him with nobles. And actually, apart from possibly Joanna, because um, Joanna likes being around, one, because she can give her own energy, with Pixel Elixir, um, but because she also likes to be around animals and gnomes, she's not as good with Eric. But really, if you're bringing Kaufman, Fancy Hat, or even possibly Young Jack, you really want Eric in there as well. Because um, he can give them so much more energy. I mean, Kaufman with five energy. Ugh. Ugh. Young Jack as well. Give Young Jack five energy, then do Magic Brew, hopefully gain a bit more energy. You could have a very, very painful day. So Eric actually fits quite well into gnome builds, because you could have Young Jack... You might want to then have Mama Gimbal with him because she's a good healer. Quarrel to, to up, up young Jack's melee. Um, then probably someone reliably shooty as well, like the Gnomish Airship. Eric, and I've got now young Jack, Mama Gimbal, Quarrel, Eric. You want Gotchka with young Jack as well. He can almost fill the space that he does with, with Fancy Hat. And then your, your sixth role is quite is a bit more fluid. You could have Muradine to kind of sneak around Nick stuff, you can have Loki to move people around and be another combat threat, you can have the airship for another shooty attack but actually Eric, interestingly thing about Eric is he fits quite well into a gnome, particularly a gnome noble kind of build because the way he can support Jack or support Joanna um, yeah, so that's that's him Flintlock um, so the characters that work well with Flintlock, Quack is a great one, because Quack can improve his arcane so Quack can do Foresight on him, so he's now Arcane 5. If you really need to, you can take him with Arcane 6. Shoot him with Arcane 6. Which means you're almost guaranteed to get that green something. 2, 3. If you really want to make sure that you can sort of bluff with impunity if you need to, is to take Gradok. Put Gradok next to him. And suddenly he can't suffer catastrophes anyway, so you can just shoot as much as you like. You've got Quack and Flintlock. Quack, Flintlock and Gradok means you, you're, you're missing out on some Gnomish stuff there, but... Gradak does actually fit in quite well with, in non-gnome build because he doesn't have any abilities that are just like supporting gnomes. They're all just friendly. So Gradak can, Gradak can fit in well in this in this whole build actually but because um, he's a good... Um, he's a good um, counter to Arcane. So he's actually quite good with, with Fantia actually and with Eric and with all these. So, you, so if you, you, you could take a build of something like... If you want to take that whole troop block, for example, Eric, Fancy Hat, Flintlock, they work well together. You can have Gotchka, Quack, and Gradhook. You've then got two healers in Eric and Quack. You've got Foresight, so, and actually what Quack can do is he can do one healing and one Foresight a turn, so then Flintlock can shoot easier, and he can heal someone. You've got Gotchka to take Fancy Hat's wounds for him, Eric to add energy, um, Gradhook to make sure that they don't take as much damage from Arcane, because they have to show the card. And then he can also... Um, I mean, Flintlock can shoot with impunity. Even Fantiat's pistol, he can shoot without to worry about it. In, you know, you, you put Gradok in the middle of there, you can heal without to worry about it as well. Blinding powder without to worry about it. Um, so that's quite a nice six build there as well. Um, that's one to particularly, I think, I, I noticed, I think, particularly support Flintlock. Anything that helps Flintlock shoot better is a good bet. And they have to shoot better. So improving his arcane or making mean, mean you can bluff easier. Kaufman's obviously good because Kaufman can stop people running away. Um, 
Agatha's good because Agatha can give him energy. But the problem with Agatha giving him energy is Agatha reduces it then reduces his arcane. So, and I I I saw that oh, that'd be good with him. And then uh, no, it reduces arcane, so not so great. Daniel can obviously be good with him because he can move him a little bit into a better position, and he can add give him energy. Flavius is just good. Um, Flavius can fill a similar role to Graddock in the sense that it, it makes the troop. Um, less vulnerable to arcane attacks because of his divine intervention. Gertrude doesn't really work in any particular way with Flintlock, but she's just great anyway. Um, depends what you're facing. If, you, if you're sitting up and you, you know you're going to be facing a fairy build, then I, I would definitely be taking Graddock. Um, I would definitely be taking Flavius and probably Gertrude. Um, I don't know who I'd drop actually. I might, I might essentially not take Flintlock. Um, but I'd definitely take, probably still take Fancy Axe. If you took Fancy Axe with Gotchgut and with Eric, and if you had Graddock still, Flavius and Gertrude, you've got a lot of reduction of magical damage going on. Um, so that's quite a fun build. And in terms of, I think that's kind of it. I mean, Natty, I talked about a little bit. Natty can fit into quite a lot of builds. She fits in quite well into this build actually, as I've said, because Particularly Fancia, Eric and Gotchka are all going to be quite close together. Therefore, she can sit with them and her disappearing in the crowd becomes really good because she can be able to minus three. Um, so, you know, and Flintlock may, you know, if you've got Braddock in there too, she's going to be really close to all these people and suddenly be almost impossible to hit any, any kind of arcane because she'll be minus four, minus six if she's in cover. <laughs> I mean, they won't target her, but it makes her, it, it, you know, impervious to damage from a certain range. In terms of other um, Commonwealth stuff, Mama Gimbal, not really, because her stuff is all gnome stuff. So unless you're building a, a gnome list with this, like a half-human, half-gnome, no. Same with Quarrel. He's militia. His, his, his stuff to buff is buffing militia. Obviously a good shooter still, but he can't benefit from much else. A bit, bit from Eric, because he's a soldier, but that's it. Muradai. Muradai, only possible thing with Muradai is he's, he is for good for, if you don't want to have a big clumped up bunch in the middle he's good for not being near these people going off nicking moonstones and then retreating into buildings and hiding away airship good shooter no actual other synergy with them um agatha not necessarily in this one really you give the energy to fancy hat maybe uh, or give the energy to, to eric actually if you're not having to heal but is that minus so agatha can be useful enticing off is obviously good um, bringing people in, actually, no, she can be good. Actually, bringing people in, so bound fancy, I can go and hit them. Um, I mean, Agatha's good actually in any human build. Saying that because of the way she can move people, um, is always good. Morris, no real connections. Joanna and Joan Jack I talked about. They go with Eric, but not really with they not really with the other two particularly. Fritz, possibly. The problem with putting Fritz in there is he's another target for the buffs of people. So. If you want to go very melee heavy, you might put Fritz in. I personally don't normally put Fritz and Fancy out together. I want one or the other. Because you then want some other kind of variety. And if you've got cut already, Fancy and Gotchka in combat are also already pretty brutal. Flintlock isn't too shabby. Fly, Fire Flavia, for example, is melee 4 plus damage to impact. So you don't necessarily need Fritz in there. And then Kaufman. Well, Kaufman's great in any, any human build. He is good in this one, actually, because he can stop people running away from Fancy Hat, which is always good. With money bags and shower of gold, and he's a good moonstone carrier. He can he can benefit from Eric. 
just as much as Vanityak can really. And obviously Gotchka can take his wounds for him as well if you need to. Um, Daniel I've talked about. Daniel's good in terms of giving out the energy to people and moving people and an extra healer. But you've got no other way of generating energy. So you, you, you need to, if you're bringing him in this, you've got to do it knowing he can't do anything nigh. So that's something to think about. And last of all I've got is Jackalope, Boris and Lubard. No real links. Lubard not at all really. Um, I mean it's obviously, it's obviously great but there's no other links with him. Um, Jackalope same. He can't benefit this troop at all. They can't benefit him at all. So he's a bit of a no. Unless you brought Joanna in it as well. That's a separate, that's a separate conversation. And then Boris. Well Boris can fit fairly well into just about any build to be fair. Because he's just useful, a bit like Daniel. They're both kind of useful in any in any kind of Commonwealth or Leicester build. He obviously prefers to be with other fawns, like Chubbs, but um, that means you've got a Leicester build then because Chubbs is Leicester only, I think. Um, so, yeah, Boris will be fine in it, but it won't be as effective as he would be alongside other fawns, so that's worth thinking about. So, yeah. That's the Barony. I'll do Tumble Down Street next time, which will be Fritz, Agatha and Quack. Um, I hope that was useful. Um, I don't think there's anything else I want to add. Oh, the only thing I have to say, actually, is obviously with humans, the thing to remember for humans overall, they're the toughest. If you're building it, going just on purely on race, they're, they're by far the toughest. They've got the most health out of the four, five, six races there now are, if you include fawns and spirits. Um, but they also have some of the least energy. So generally, the, the highest energy they've ever got is three. Quite a few of them have got two. Um, and they're not, not unlike gnomes, where all their energy is low down. Um, humans is not, so they do start losing energy quite quickly, while being obviously quite tough. And generally speaking, humans are some of the, uh, uh, the most damaging in melee, excluding the big guys. Um, so it's worth thinking... Humans are—they're durable. They don't die as easily, but they are. Well, this this troop is vulnerable to arcane unless you bring Gradok or Flavius or Gertrude in there. Um, but there are—I think there are plenty of good ways of countering actually the anti. The, if you, those three by themselves, Flintlock, Baron, and Eric are vulnerable to arcane. Quack can really help. Uh, is it Quack I'm thinking of? Um, nope, it's not Quack I'm thinking of. Who am I thinking of that can reduce? Oh, actually, it's um, Flintlock who can reduce Arcane. So that's reduce um, Evade stat to make anti-Arcane better. So you've got a little bit of anti-Arcane with Flintlock. Flavius is good in there for anti-Arcane. Obviously, Gertrude is good in there for anti-Arcane because she doesn't suffer as much damage. Flintlock can make her harder to hit as well. And then she's got her um, Natural Order. So she's obviously, you know, Gertrude the Fairy Hunter. Find now she's good against fairies. Um, but yeah, that was interesting. So that's fun to do. Like I said, I'll do... Tell me down click next and I'll do Wags to Riches. Which I think I've done briefly before, but um, I'll do it again. Day three. Okay. Hope that was useful. Please check out the Ye Olde Battle Leps Facebook page. Um, do have a Patreon for that page, but it also supports Mooncast as well. Um, some of the money, well, most of the money actually from the Patreon goes on paying for the Podbean subscription that I use to upload these, these podcasts. Yeah, okay. Thanks for listening, and I'll hope, hopefully, I'll record one in a week's time. See you later.